What's good, everyone? My name is Jacob Moses, and welcome to another episode of the Not Boring Tech Writer, where in each episode, we focus on a different skill that you can learn to enhance your skill set, improve your marketability, diversify your career, and ultimately break the stereotype that technical writing is a boring career. This episode's skill, getting started in API documentation. As tech writers consider how to stay relevant in this field, many consider getting started in API documentation. And who can blame them? It's one of the most trending and highest paying roles in tech writing. But getting started in API documentation can be intimidating, especially if you haven't worked much with code. That's why in this episode, we have Tom Johnson on the podcast, creator of the tech writing site I'd Rather Be Writing and technical writer at Amazon. In this episode, Tom shares how to get started in API documentation, including where the tech writer fits in the API documentation process, what skills tech writers need to excel at API documentation, and where to find the best resources to ramp up those skills. Big shout out to Knowledge Owl, a wonderful knowledge-based software product for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer, and I hope you all enjoy this episode. Hey there, Tom. How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy to hear it. How's life in Santa Clara? Life in Santa Clara is is uh, pretty chill, I guess, lately. The, I don't know how to say it. Uh, things were really busy last month for me, but they've calmed down a little bit. So uh, it's kind of nice to not be traveling every week and to have a little more time at home. I'm happy to hear it. And you know, I asked that question on a few podcasts, of course, The Not Boring Tech Writer. And then another one called It's Little Things um, with Strongtown's my full-time employer. And I was looking through the reviews today and someone gave five stars but said, you know what, like I love this podcast, but I'm tired of hearing like how the other guest is doing in their place. And I'm like, come on, man, like this, like trying to make a meaningful connection from the start. I love doing it. I'm going to keep on asking it. And I appreciate you going along with it, Tom. I'm glad life is good in Santa Clara and that you're, you're enjoying some downtime. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I can understand how people just want you to just dive right into the topic, right? They don't want a bunch of small chat and so forth beforehand, but you kind of need that to warm up. So, yeah, I, I want to know who Tom is and now I do, and we are good to go. <laughs> well, Tom, I appreciate taking the time to be on the podcast. We have a great skill to discuss today and that is getting started with API documentation. And I imagine that this is a a skill on the you know top of mind for a lot of tech writers as they may be looking for um, a more lucrative gig in tech writing or perhaps looking with some more stability. So really excited to be discussing this with you today. To get us started, Tom, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing in technical communication? Sure. And I think there are two ways to answer this question. First, I could explain what I do at work, but I could also explain what I'm interested in as a whole. Um, I work mm -hmm. for Amazon in Sunnyvale, uh, part of the App Store group. And, 
and uh, been there for three and a half years and so forth. Um, but in the larger sense, what am I interested in as a whole? Right now, I really have been interested in API documentation topics for the last like three to four years. I've been focusing a lot yeah. on this uh, in part because I find it interesting. It relates to a lot of the work I'm doing uh, currently at this job, at previous jobs. It ties in with um, what's hot in the San Francisco Bay Area and Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like this territory in the technical writing world that I feel uh, is still new, a little bit unbroken, rapidly changing, uh, difficult to navigate, interesting and 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 sort of rich in, in the challenges. Uh, we have super complicated things as well as things that are, aren't that complicated, uh, technical, non-technical, like there's a lot of different aspects to this and it hasn't really exhausted my attention span, although probably some readers have, have gotten tired of, of different API topics, but yeah, it's sort of <laughs> one of these, it's, it's deep what, what you can explore in the API documentation space. Yeah, I have a similar sentiment, Tom. I remember whenever I was going through um, your API documentation course on your site, you know, there were a lot of challenges. You know, I was working with different softwares um, that I had never heard of before and wasn't familiar with. But all throughout, like, I was still able to practice, like, these core tech writing skills I have. So it's nice to, like, simultaneously, like, continue to pursue what I'm good at as a tech writer, but also face these new challenges that you do an awesome job of nudging users along um, in that course, which I'll make sure to link in the show notes below. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what even an API is. You know, a lot of new tech writers, perhaps they're hanging out in the Write the Docs Slack, they're going through Twitter, and they keep seeing this term show up, um, but maybe they're doing end-user documentation and aren't familiar with what it is. Tom, how would you define it and maybe give a few examples of times that listeners have used an API and perhaps weren't even aware of it. There are different types of APIs. Um, API stands for application programming interface. And the API is really at the core of what a lot of this developer documentation consists of. An API simply allows two different systems to interact. A classic example might be a flight booking site. Um, if you, if you go onto some site such as Orbitz or Kayak.com and you want to find the cheapest flight and you execute a search, the site will go out to different, different databases or different services such as um, information about Delta and Southwest and Alaska Airlines and this and that. And it will pull all this information together. Um, there are other, other very common examples might even just be YouTube. You get a little piece of code, you put it on your site. Well, this code is interacting with another site to pull information together. It's, it's actually interfacing the two, bringing YouTube into your own site. Um, but APIs exist in a lot of different varieties. One of the most common is an API called REST. A REST API is one that um, has a request and a response that takes place over HTTP, just in the same transport protocol that we use when we surf the web. Other types of APIs are actually downloadable libraries that developers will add into their code, such as a Java library, JavaScript library, C++ library. And when you have that code 
local to your own system, you just it becomes uh, more functions that you can call locally. So you don't have to you don't have to make the communication out over the web. It all just happens in your existing code. And that kind of API is much more common for devices. Let's say you have some kind of, um, I don't know, whatever type of device, uh, like a game or something, gaming console. You don't want to have, you don't want to have this communication that has to go out over across the web. Um, it wants to be right within the, the operating system of the device in order to be faster. So different APIs suit different situations, but at the core is this concept that the API allows two different systems to interact together. And then this is where the developer comes into play, correct? Like say I'm going to create an app that like the example you gave before, someone wants to find um, a cheap flight from Denton to Santa Clara. I'm going to go visit my boy, Tom in California, pull up this app yeah. and it pulls all the different flights from all the different services. So the developer is actually having to refer to some documentation to get that data. Is that correct? Is that where the API documentation comes into play? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, just like any product, you, you need documentation to figure out what API calls are available to make, what sort of information gets returned. In my API documentation course, I use the example of a, a weather service. Let's say you're building some kind of weather widget that tells the, the temperature and so forth. Well, you want to survey the, the, the different wet weather APIs and figure out uh, which one has the sort of information you want, temperature, wind, and so forth. Um, and then you're going to make a call out to that service and get the information. Um, and that's a very simple, simple example of an API because you're just reading information. But other APIs yeah. might be doing advanced logic. For example, uh, payment API, APIs. Uh, let's say you want to integrate some kind of shopping cart on your site but you don't want to have this whole payment infrastructure. Well, maybe you implement something. Uh, I think, I believe Stripe is a very common payment API and others um, that allow you to, that allow you to send the information out to some other service that performs this advanced logic and re returns sort of the, the results for you. So you offload all this work. Um, another example is, is with search. Uh, there are some some search services stripe wait did i say stripe no sorry swift swift type <laughs> <You're good>. sorry <laughs> confusing things swift type algolia these are also uh, apis where in my local site you can see this on my site it has algolia search integrated somebody executes a search well i don't have algolia's server and database and everything on my site basically what happens is an api call pushes out the the keyword into uh, databases and other services on Algolia servers, finds a result and returns it uh, through some kind of API uh, back to my site. So this this is wow. becoming more and more common with just how the web works. We had these specialized services in all, all different forms. Every, almost everything you're using now is some kind of service um, that, that you pull into your application in order to build what you need. And, and this plumbing of information is what's driving the API um, economy. That's a great explanation, Tom. And I imagine for an entrepreneur, um, APIs are essential. You know, instead of having to hard code all these different kinds of services, you just refer to the API documentation, pull the certain functionality that you need, and voila, you have it on your particular product. In your experience, I know I've been yeah, out of the software yeah. game for a bit, are a lot of the new products that we're seeing, 
really just like a compilation of different APIs. Yeah. Now, let me preface this with uh, just some awareness of context. In Silicon Valley, which describes which describes like San Francisco to San Jose area in California, as well as uh, just kind of the West Coast in general <laughs> with Seattle and, and down to San Diego and so forth and other areas, um, APIs are very popular and common and if you want to get into documentation, there are plenty of opportunities for this. But if you go to other parts of the world, let's say you go to Australia, you might see a lot more like mining companies or in mm. Germany, maybe machinery type companies. And APIs might also be, be used, but it's not going to be like the main thing in the area. Gotcha. Um, even West Coast versus East Coast. East Coast might have more like, policy and procedure stuff. Um, hmm. It's like, all I'm saying is that um, although APIs seem like they're a huge trend, got to remember where you are, are actually at. So Tom, you've done a fantastic job of describing what an API is, all the different uses that we've seen, whether it's with software, machinery, policy procedure, whatever it might be. I want to talk a little bit about where the tech writer fits in API documentation. Of course, you know, historically, the tech writer shines at creating help documentation. Um, mostly, we've seen end user documentation, teaching the user how to use a particular product. But then we've seen more, as you've mentioned, developer documentation, um, helping developers figure out how best to pull all these different calls from an API. From your experience, Tom, has the tech writer always been at the forefront in creating this documentation? Has it been the developers? What have you observed from your experience? The question, how does a tech writer fit into this API documentation is a very valid question because there are some sort of myths in place that you might hear. Uh, one myth is that, oh, the developer is just going to maybe give you access to their source code and you're going to have to read the source code and figure out what's going on and extrapolate the logic and like build your own code samples and, or take a code sample in one language and extrapolate it into another. And that yeah. sort of level is, I've never really seen that. Um, I've never had a developer just point me only to source code and have me figure out everything from some kind of logic there. Almost always developers have an internal wiki or some other site where they sort of at least have a design document or some other description of what they're building. Um, so you don't really have to just start in source code. Um, sometimes source code is helpful when you're trying to figure out a detail that's fuzzy in the, in the wiki or, or when you just want more information about something. Um, but yeah, you, you don't have to just start out reading some hardcore programming language to write API docs at all. Um, another myth is that like maybe the content is too technical for technical writers to really uh, work with. Instead, they just sort of copy what engineers say and make the language pretty and put it in documentation. That is also uh, not the case. Like you want to hmm. vet the information in the same way you would vet any kind of technical documentation. You want to try things out to make sure it works. You want to be able to, yeah, you want to be able to make the product work, right? That's like tech writing yeah. 101. And whether mm -hmm. you're using a, a GUI application or some administrative enterprise system 
or an API, um, you have to make it work. And maybe with the API, making it work boils down to logging some kind of response into your console, just like getting a, a text feedback that comes back. It's very simple, right? It doesn't seem like it's doing anything exciting, but that's maybe the extent of what it means for that thing to work. And a lot of times that's really all it is. Like you want to make sure that you can uh, get a certain response and that the response contains the information that you've described. And exactly how the developer makes use of that response, or what they do with it is often up to the developer. Uh, the job of the documentation is often just to describe how they get the information. And that's kind of a key, key differentiator between like GUI documentation and API docs. A GUI doc, you have this sort of end-to-end -end process where you have specific tasks and you know you have a very clearly defined business goal like in order to get such and such report, you configure it this way, you run it, then you get all this information back. Well, in an in a API documentation topic, you might say, this information is available, here's how you retrieve it, and this is what it looks like, some JSON object. And yeah. the developer has to figure out, well, crap, now I've got this object. What am I, how am I going to render it and display it and, you know, pipe it into my own system? That's, that's sort of their problem to figure out because there's so many different ways they could do it. Um, we often leave it up to them. Sometimes companies do build widgets that kind of already build some kind of, uh, display for this content, but a lot of times that's left up to the developer. So Tom, in API documentation, you know, it sounds like we just give the developer a bunch of options to pull from whatever makes sense for their particular product. Can the tech writer help create some kind of feedback loop with API documentation? Like thinking, for example, the developers, they had this wiki, they put all the sample code in there, whatever. The tech writer takes that information, makes sure that it works and that all this information is easy to find. Is, is there a feedback loop that tech writer can still to ensure that this is actually working for the developers that are trying to mess with this documentation? Yeah, yeah. Now, actually, let me address something a little bit more at the core here. Even though probably the, the main characteristic of API docs is some kind of reference material, a list of endpoints, a list of classes or functions or something, um, there is also the need for a tutorial on how to use this. Uh, okay. You want to know, how do, how do I use these endpoints to achieve some end. Um, uh, developers are really used to delivering reference docs and, and they may just already produce the reference docs for you. Like that may just be some, an artifact of, of their, of their work. They may give you an open API file. They did this, um, for one project I'm working on. They just kind of had this open API file that describes all these endpoints and what, what the, uh, requests and responses look like. But I said, well, well, how is a developer supposed to use these? Like in what sequence and what workflow? Sometimes you have to call one before you can use another. And like maybe you use some in combination or like there's use for different scenarios. So you still describe how like you still have general tasks, even if they don't have one, two, three steps. Um, and and so, yeah, that that part is there. And then. Your additional question, how do you how do you get more feedback from the developer to see how they're using it? Well, a lot of times um, uh, companies have field engineers that work directly with 
companies implementing things. And so I will often uh, sync with our field engineers and figure out what the developers are saying, what they're running into. It can be challenging because developers have have a wide variety of, of technical levels. And a lot of times, you know, the, the feed, they're able to work miracles off of very little information sometimes. And it surprises me. But, um, but yeah, the, it's important to sort of get that feedback and refine it and correct information and, and improve it based on, on any kind of feedback that, that you can gather. So Tom, I imagine a lot of folk listening to this podcast are getting excited about the prospect of working in the API documentation, but maybe there's some folk who, you know, they've just done end user documentation an equally important and equal, equally great skill in tech writing, but perhaps not very familiar or comfortable with developer documentation. For folk who are like that, they want to get into API documentation, perhaps a little intimidated by this conversation of source code. Um, what would you say to them to help kind of like ease that concern and help them take that first step into diving into this really intriguing aspect of tech writing? Yeah, well, uh, let me plug my API documentation workshops that I'm, I'm doing. I have one workshop coming up on November 19 in San Francisco that I'm holding. You can find more information on my site, I'd rather be writing.com. This is an all day workshop where we go through my course, but you can also just go through my course online. I'd rather be writing.com, click the API documentation uh, course or workshop button right in the top nav and um, kind of work your way through. Now, in order to actually break into API documentation, you're gonna need two things. One, you're, you'll need to persuade the hiring manager that you are technical enough. Mm. And two, that you can write about technical topics. In other words, you kind of need some writing samples where you've written to developers um, to kind of give evidence that you can do this, right? Because yeah. make, no mis- make no mistake, this field, uh, you can drown in this very easily. Like you can suddenly find yourself over your, over your head in some kind of deeply technical topic yeah. and scrambling uh, to figure out how to how to get a hold of it. Um, so you need a fair amount of confidence and know-how in terms of best practices, approaches, you know, what 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 do good API docs look like? And I try to communicate that in my course. You know, it's not just the reference information, but you want you want to have a getting started tutorial and you want to document how people um, authorize their requests and you want to have, um, even if you have reference docs, a lot of times they're incomplete. You want to document the, the responses and the data types and the min and the max values and um, put sample values. Like you should be able to know what good docs look like. Cause otherwise you might just get the runaround from engineers. Uh, a lot of times yeah, uh, the engineers might not be patient. They may not want to handhold things. Uh, if you ask them a question, they may just not have the energy to try to explain something that requires a lot of effort, right? So it, it's it's not an easy space to thrive in. That said, when you look at writing careers, like API docs, this is one space where in about five years, you can ramp up to a six-figure salary and, and, wow. and really make a killing at it. Really? Um, if you, if awesome. you can just like take a technical boot camp course or something for a couple months, uh, you know, build up your tech skills, do some, some sample developer docs. Even if you're just like creating tutorials based on, on something, let's say you're going through a, a course on JavaScript, build out a 
20 page tutorial um, <laughs> that just teaches people how to use JavaScript. I think that alone, yeah. that's what I did to break in on my first job. And it seemed to impress people enough that they were like, okay, we'll take a chance on him. Um, so, so, you know, sink in some time deepening your technical skills and creating some writing samples that show that you can write for that technical audience and then move to a space, a place that actually has lots of developer doc jobs. If you move to the Bay Area, I'm telling you there there are so many jobs here, like even if you just started out as a contractor, um, that's just like not enough resources in this area for all the, the work that people are trying to do. Wow. Um, it, you know, if especially if you're young, and you can somehow get by on a, a shared room or something like our shared housing, <laughs> you, you could really like launch your career here. There's a lot of opportunities. And, and once you, once you have that one gig where you've done some kind of developer docs, like it will open every other door. Um, make sure you try to get a, try to get a job where like you're writing something that's going to be public so that you can leverage it in portfolios. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was actually talking with somebody who was really sad because all the docs she'd written were, were like proprietary confidential uh, firewall. And it was like a very, that'd be company. discouraging. Yeah. So yeah. Very hard to do. But anyway, it's like, it's a great space. Um, I think one of the main challenges and this comes to, comes back to your not boring theme, right? Is, is this space too technical to be interesting? Is this like, is this, uh, something that like a, a person with a humanities background can sort of thrive in. And I think the answer is certainly yes. I mean, I have an English background and a, and a creative writing background. Um, mm. And, and I find that there's, there's way more interesting things to learn in the developer space than any other. I mean, you, you there's a lot of things that, uh, yeah, they are, they are technical, but they, they're sort of like, they maybe implement new concepts that can be kind of, intriguing um you know any job to some degree is going to have a boring amount of like technical material uh sure. but but there's it's not nearly as dry or as technical as people make it out to be um so it's really a good kind of um space to be in yeah i agree entirely tom and a lot of really interesting people to learn from too i mean including yourself tom i mean i always like to give a shout out to write the docs i mean yeah, if say you have a background like Tom where you enjoy literature and creative writing, but you want to take that next step in your writing career, getting stuff some more technical, these are some really great sites and resources to start off with. I mean, what I love most about your site, Tom, is that you know I get to know you as a person, you, you as a whole, even beyond just your great skill as a tech writer. And then you kind of ease me in, into all these different aspects of tech writing that I can learn. Um, and I also think about GitHub, and I want to get your feedback on this too, Tom. Say I want to get into API documentation. Can GitHub be a good place to find um, something that relates to API, API documentation in a topic that interests me? Can I find stuff like that on GitHub? Like say I'm into like public transportation. Um, can I get into GitHub to find something that fascinates me, but still aligns with API documentation. Yeah. Now, before I oversell GitHub, um, <laughs> let me just paint the reality of it is that yes, there are plenty of opportunities. I even have a topic in my course where I explain how to search GitHub for 
projects that specifically have like help wanted labels and have documentation labels that they're trying to do docs, but it can be very hard to ramp up on what the technology is because it's not documented often. Right. Like, so it's not as if you can meet with somebody and they can explain something. Um, second is that you don't know the people there, they don't know you. So there's this, there's this lack of trust. And so if you just jump in and say, Hey, I want to write your docs, they may not even respond. Uh, you might have to just like go in and sort of hack away at this brush of code and figure out what needs to be documented, create a pull request and then Mm -hmm. kind of initiate a conversation. So it can kind of require an advanced level of know-how before you can contribute. And people who have tried to kind of build up a portfolio from some GitHub project have, have sort of run against a brick wall in that, in that area. At least Hmm. that's the feedback I get. Um, the main GitHub project I've, I've contributed to in the past was with the Jekyll documentation, which is, isn't an API project, but, uh, and even understanding the, uh, workflow, um, hold on, I got signed out here. Uh, even understanding the workflow for, uh, making a pull request is not, not insignificant. Um, so yes, you could find a cool project on GitHub. If you're a total, total newbie, it may not be the most fruitful. And honestly, what might just be easier is to start creating tutorials on different technical topics. Uh, like I said, create a, create a tutorial on some JavaScript topic. Um, one writing test that I, I've devised for candidates is to basically teach me something technical in 800 words. Um, and I give examples like look at what technical skills they listed on their resume. If they know Android or something, teach me something in Android. Like, And the more complex of, of an attempt, then, then the more possible payoff. Um, if you, if you want to teach me string theory, great. Right. Uh, but I hope I can understand it from your explanation. Anyway, um, that kind of, that kind of writing sample is really what people want to know is like, can you sink your, your teeth into something that might be technical and, and figure out how to learn it? And can you articulate it in a way that kind of aligns with conventions that's understandable and that people can follow? So yeah. Yeah. That's great, Tom. And listeners, if you know Tom mentioned to get started with, you know, maybe do a getting started guide, put some tutorials together. As a tech writer, you may think, you know what, these are like no brainer, like common sense things to do. I've never worked in API documentation myself, but Tom, as I understand, like we really don't see this too often, or maybe more so these days, but what really makes a API that's frequently used and one isn't is one that has these tutorials. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. Like if you want to distinguish good API doc, API docs from bad API docs, go to the homepage, see if you can find a getting started tutorial and then try to follow it. Um, yeah. right there in, in 10 minutes, see how far you get. And, and that can be your barometer for how good their tech docs are. Like all tech Perfect. docs basically should have, I shouldn't say all, a lot of tech docs should consider a getting started or quick start tutorial that gets a user kind of up and running in the shortest amount of time possible. That can be a real challenge. Like 
there's a there's a tutorial that's that I found once that said get started with SendGrid in five minutes. I was like, really? Five minutes? So I gave it a shot, right? And uh, basically the task was, well, um, as soon as you have an API key, just uh, send this sample little request that will send an email to your in- inbox. And it actually worked. I was like, dude, wow. this is awesome. Just the, just That's something cool. really simple like, Hey, I just I fired off an API call and it sent an email to my inbox. Yeah, now, part of that I'm, sense of progress that makes you want to keep on digging into the API. Yeah, yeah. And if if you can do that kind of thing in your API docs, it it inspires confidence. Um, yeah. It gets people already going. And once they have an API call and understand kind of the gist of how to make one call, they can often ex, you know expand on that and and do more advanced things. And in the developer world, really, you got to start simple and let people build into more complex um, solutions at the end. You don't want to start off with some finalized production level solution code and, and try to drag people through it. Like, it's just not how people learn. That makes sense, Tom. And I love that idea of, you know, how can we incorporate some little wins from the start? You know, a developer, it's probably a brand new product um, that they want to work with, brand new end calls. How can we like give them a sense of accomplishment early on? I'm trying to continue to keep going on through that guide. That's great, Tom. You mentioned SendGrid. Um, for folks that want to see other good examples of really strong API documentation, do any other um, um, proc documentations come to mind that I can include in the show notes? You know, I get this question a lot. Like, give me an example of great API documentation. And I'm always hesitant to give out examples of API docs because yeah. invariably people um, gravitate towards pretty docs <laughs> to, to use a, oh, okay. a kind of dispar- okay. disparaging uh, way to describe them. Go to Stripe docs. They look great, okay. but are they like good tutorials? I don't know. I've never implemented Stripe. I can't answer that, right? <laughs> like, I, I, you know, Twilio stuff looks great. I mentioned SendGrid, Twilio bot SendGrid. They have great looking docs is it are they are they like really awesome i don't know because i haven't implemented twilio um gotcha somebody i was talking with said that apparently uh one company hired some research company to go and and answer this question like what are what are the best developer docs out there and this, this company like surveyed all these docs and they surveyed users to find out you know, which users loved the docs the most. And it turns out, this guy said, here's this this one word answer that or one sentence answer that costs like thousands of dollars of research. Unity's huh. docs, uni, peop, the, the people who, who implement Unity love that documentation. They, they freaking love it. Interesting. Um, now, is Unity documentation, does it look the best? I Not not particularly i believe they have a lot of video tutorials <laughs> in there actually um nice. but it good documentation like it's documentation that users love it's not documentation that looks awesome and that's what people don't yeah. get like and, and you can't know if users love docs unless you actually use them right that and especially if you're not the target user then if you're just somebody who's like checking out api docs if i'm just checking out like SendGrid, i'm not really developing my own email campaign service, I'm not really the right user to evaluate that and to say, yes, these are awesome or no, these are not. But that said, I think good docs 
should align with some best practice principles in the industry, like that getting started tutorial. They should have certain topics. They should have predictable structures in the reference section. You know, things should be documented. Like the response responses that come back should have the fields documented what they are. You know, so it's not as if you can't make some evaluations, even if you're not a user. But uh, I just like to qualify my answer. Uh, yeah. To say, you know, you got to ask the users. That all makes sense. Well, Tom, thank you. This has been an absolute joy. I appreciate sharing your expertise in API documentation. And again, listeners, I know Tom mentioned his site, I'd rather be writing. His workshops um, really could not encourage these more. Um, fantastic resources that throughout my entire tech writing career, whether it was wanting to figure out how to create better end user documentation or get into API documentation, fantastic resources. Tom is relentless in creating um, really helpful resources for folks. So really encourage you to check it out. I'll include it in the links below. Tom, if people want to connect with you, learn more about what's going down, where can people connect with you online? Yeah, so visit my blog at ratherbewriting.com. Uh, sign up for my workshop if you're interested. Again, November 19 in the Bay Area. Um, I am thinking about starting to do more podcasts related specifically to API documentation. So Stay tuned cool. for that. I'm also part of uh, Write the Docs podcast, so um, check that out as well if you're interested. And you can find me on Twitter at Tom Johnson or on Slack, like the Write the Docs Slack channel, if you want to actually like message me. Um, and I'll try to respond over email. I, I feel like my bandwidth has been getting smaller and smaller these days, so I'm not the greatest <laughs> on responding over email, but I will try. Well, Tom, thank you, friend. This has been an absolute joy. Yeah, thanks. I appreciated it. Awesome. Talk soon, Tom. Thank you. Thanks again to Knowledge Owl, creators of the wonderful knowledge-based software for sponsoring the Not Boring Tech Writer podcast. And thanks so much to each of you for listening to this episode. Talk soon.